0: Texas Steampunk Connection, coming to you live from various parts of Texas in our bunkers and airships and whatnot. I am Flavio, as usual, and with me, as always, is Sax, the Gentleman Adventurer, and Jack from Steam Chest. and we have Master Blue Stocking. Say hello, guys. Hey. So, once again, we are here to talk, oh, probably about Steampunk, most likely, because that's what this is about. Thank you for listening to Texas Steampunk Connection.
1: Good evening, everybody. You've reached us again at the Texas Steampunk Connection. Uh along with Jack at Blue Stocking and myself, Thax, We tonight have our special guest, Laura Mayer, back with us again to talk about a uh, project she's working on and just hang out with us and to have drinks and see what's happening in steampunk.
2: That's right. Yay.
1: <laughs> Laura uh Canada's on fire. Uh, <laughs> Oh, and you're closer to it, aren't you? And and
2: you are pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. Um, we've got all sorts of uh air quality warnings for the last.
3: Oh. Are those blinds, or is it that hazy outside?
2: It's those are blinds, but (laughs) I okay, just making sure. It has been it has been pretty hazy. Yeah. Oh
1: no. (laughs) I I ask uh, because uh, Blue Stocking was telling us it smelled like Denton was on fire.
4: Yeah. I don't think this because we've. I mean, in times past, like when the, with the California wildfires, we'd get the haze, not the smell. So, something was happening in Denton today, and nobody knows what, but the whole town smelled like a campfire. And it, cause I'm on the third floor of the library. I walked out of my office. I'm like, why does the no. library smell like a campfire? And we went outside to the front, and yeah, it was. And I texted Matt, cause he's about, we're about four streets over from the library, and he could smell it too. Mm. But my hairdresser is on the other side of town, and she could smell it when she left her house. So something somebody was there was a burn pit or something in town today. Maybe
3: someone lit a cattle lot on fire.
4: I mean, it's Denton. All sorts of weird (laughs) stuff happens here. (laughs) So I don't know, but it's gone now. It's fine now.
1: I looked for it in the news and didn't see anything. When I left the office tonight and uh, looked out toward the, the, you know, the Austin city view, it was, it was hazy as heck. I thought, is it raining Mm -hmm. over there? But uh no rain, just just really hazy.
4: It's also been really, like, not rainy here, but, like, the where the water just kind of hangs in the air. Moist. And yeah, yeah, which I, we think is why the smoke smell was just kind of hanging around. Mm. Because there was just all this water, that, which is why I had the headache, because it wouldn't rain. It was just kind of there. Ugh. I think it was damp, but it wouldn't actually rain. But it finally rained a little bit, so, yeah, it's fine now. I don't know. It was weird. It's like I said it's Denton. It's a weird place.
1: Hey, shout to Lawrence and Rita, who have tuned in. Thanks Always. for joining us, you guys. You're awesome. <laughs> Jack, have you seen any strange weather in the last day or two? Yeah, I was driving back from, from the other side of
3: Texas, or at least the west side of Texas or what people what I would call West, what my wife would call Central Texas, because being from El Paso, you have a perspective on West Texas. <laughs> um, it, we actually had a storm chase us home and Ooh. uh, oh, yeah, it was really cool. double rainbows, lightning, everything it was it was fantastic, <laughs> sitting there listening to all the greatest hits and for a car ride home uh everything like heavy metal like we road trip like, music yeah, road trip music, like <laughs> perfect circle, rob zombie, Ooh, uh, nice. savage garden we had uh we had to come up with the only happy when it rains by garbage, yeah, garbage, <laughs> things like that you know trying trying to give my my kid the the right appropriation for music. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I like
3: <laughs> <and> the Banshees <laughs> for a
2: summer road trip.
4: Oh, oh. Susie and the Banshee, yes. Ooh. Ooh, dance to that at the Lizard Lounge. I'll add Damn. that to the.
3: That's a throwback that list.
4: <laughs> and also, Supernatural has. There's a playlist on Spotify. Supernatural Road Tune or Winchester Road Tunes. Oh, I bet that oh, is all the good. classics. <laughs> Yeah, all the projects. The picture should
3: just be them in the tr- them in the car. <laughs> it's just just the camera just switches back yeah. and forth. Like and they're not actually talking. It's just them like three seconds and then yeah, repeats like, the thing of them three seconds yep. and back and
4: forth. Yeah. Just me and Matt singing at the top of our lungs when we're driving around Texas. Uh, yep. Everybody
1: drink,
2: yes.
1: yep. Everybody has a drink. Yes. Yep. But me.
2: <laughs> Where's you know your beer? What, you. All...
3: He has to open it. He's got to be Mr. Per, per, you know. Okay,
4: let's save facts for there. last, because he always has the best. Jack, what do you have tonight? Because it's...
3: I have a very dark rum. It is a is beach <laughs> bar dark. rum, product of Puerto Rico. So, you know, local. <laughs> and uh, it's called Redhead Macadamia Nut. So it it tastes really good. If you're an Amaretto fan, this would be mm-hmm. right up your alley for drinking over uh, over rocks. I can imagine this being fantastic in like 7-Up because there is a lot of flavor in this. So if okay. you wanted something a little... If you want to spread that flavor out a little bit, it would be fantastic.
4: Laura, what do you have tonight?
2: Uh, I have in my just one drink mug... Um <laughs>
1: the me, the cider. Dang.
2: Uh, <laughs> Stella Artois Cider.
4: That's so good.
2: D-R-E instead of a D-E-R, like a Dr. Drake.
4: That's how you know it's classy.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It's European style. And I was a little dubious, but actually in the realm of ciders that you find in general, it's a lot less sweet than the average. Um, I, what is it? Wild State, I think Wild State Cidery or Wild State Cider. Um, is a is my preferred because they don't have any added sugar and so you get a really dry oh. cider and I like that. But I was at a family reunion in Sheboygan and Sheboygan. so there were limited options.
4: Yeah, the Stella Artois is, uh, Artois is really good. Yeah, <laughs> this, this, the, art, the DRE makes it classy. That's how you <laughs> know <Ray>. good stuff. <laughs> headphones. Well, just... <laughs> <You> know,
3: classy <laughs> headphones.
4: I have my usual Apothic, so we'll skip me and go
1: on to uh... a. <laughs> there might <be laughs> The Apothic is a solid, it's affordable a- daily drinker.
4: I mean, do
1: you want me to go back in the back room here and grab the Lambrusco? I make it feel better. <laughs>
4: I'm saying, <laughs> when you reach a certain point, you've been in school for 11 years. <laughs> it's like, this you is the one that does it. You know. Yeah, you know what you need, he, you stick with it. All right, Thax, What weird beer do you have for us tonight?
1: Okay, well, I don't have a beer, but uh, if you watched our show a month ago, two episodes ago, that's the I, one I missed. The one you missed, and I talked all was- about brewing in my <sighs> in my bathtub <laughs> with an oar.
2: Talked about brewing. Were you in your-, in your bathtub?
1: N- no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I had just this is started- a special flavor. I just started a uh cranberry cider um and uh, it it finished uh and so I have I have brought that out and, and it's in the uh,
4: jug too. I like that. Uh, <laughs> you need the label with the X's hour, on it.
3: homemade look right there. <laughs> Guys, who wants to take a slip of the mystery?
4: He's so steampunk. He's got the X's on his jar. The X's the on. Jug of, of
2: Texas cider.
1: <laughs> and uh uh, as I mentioned at the time, it brews up to about twelve to fourteen percent. Damn, son. <laughs> and uh, completely illegal.
4: I mean, yeah, if you brew it at home, it's
1: it. It was a little too dry for me. I added some sugar, um, <laughs> so not necessarily to your to your liking, but it's still like that cranberry gives it a really uh, tart flavor. Mm. And mm-hmm. so, oh that, yeah, I can almost see that. you extra sugar for t- for that cranberry.
4: For the cranberry? Yeah. I've had unsweetened cranberry juice. With apple or
3: pear or something I'd be
1: like, yeah. yeah. It started with cranberry, grape, apple and pear. Okay. So okay. I'm calling it a cider, but it it's got cranberry in it and it's enough to make a difference. I wouldn't make like 100% cranberry. So. No,
4: that would turn your face inside out. <laughs> 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 that's like bitter beer face guy. No,
1: they poured in the yeast and they jumped back out. They didn't want. So that's what I'm having tonight.
4: Excellent. Awesome. And Lawrence has one of his usual. Bellhaven, uh, wee heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wee heavy,
3: you know, I... as in like that's a lot of a lot there to that one. Yeah, that's it's... one of those you take a slice
1: of.
4: Yeah, I thought it like Irish traveling food.
1: <laughs> Lawrence is a, is a, he he's a slim, he's a connoisseur. well-shaped gentleman. As, <laughs> as often as as he's get, getting that Belhaven wee heavy, you'd think he'd be kind of, you know. Have a wheat belly nope. like I do from like, you yeah. know, light beer? I don't nope, get The it.
4: man can wear a kilt, I'm just saying.
2: Oh. <laughs> the reason why they call it a stout, right? I'm
4: seriously right. Oh. <laughs> uh. And Rita has her sparkling water,
1: strawberry sparkling water. Mm. Actually,
4: I had a mango hard seltzer when I was getting my hair done. So it wasn't bad. I don't usually go for the hard seltzer,
3: but you know, right. I'd, probably, I'd probably get my hair cut done more often if I got hard, if I got booze to get my, with my hairdresser, hairdresser. She's
4: awesome, and she stocks yeah, <laughs> usually stocks really good <laughs> canned stuff in her little tiny refrigerator. So oh. yeah, she's awesome.
1: Jack, there's a barber in Austin called uh, Birds Birds Barber. Mm-hmm. when you walk in, they hand you a beer
4: what I'm just That's saying the best sales it's
1: point, a, point ever
4: It's a great way to get your hair done. She gives me a seltzer si- she gives me a seltzer and then she you know does her magic and it's yeah
1: I, I think they say it as a a good way to make the the weight not so feel so yeah. long so yeah,
4: yeah i'll take it
1: I, i'll i'll do a i'll I'll let a lot slide with a beer in my hand
4: exactly, and yeah,
2: take out you know. <laughs> Well, I mean, once they start Wait, working on here. you, you know, because oh, okay.
4: mine does the head massage and I'm like, yeah,
2: Ooh.
4: yeah, she's really good. She's got the fingernails. So, yeah, yeah. there's a reason I go every three weeks. Oh, well, and also because I get to get it shaved down. I can't yeah. stand it
1: when it grows in.
4: All right. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Ella, talking about my hair.
1: <laughs> Laura, you, um, I hear, have just put out a, a new Kickstarter for a new project.
2: Yeah, yeah, and we need um, to
1: hear all about it.
2: Yeah, it's um, it's I consider it might be my fo- most fun one so far. Uh, I mean, you know, I love my book. I'm very invested in my book. It has a lot of me in it, but this is this is just super fun. Um, so it's a deck of cards, samples. <laughs> oh, and yeah. one of my one of my little outfits on the outside. That's
4: the card I have hanging in my office. <laughs>
2: It's, it's a very nice one. It's one of my favorites. Um, uh, on the other side, uh, let's see if I can get a non-shiny picture. Um, probably not. But 36 of the cards from 2 through 10 have um, fashion terms that are kind of like out of date or vintage or obscure or kind of naughty sounding. You know, anywhere from haberdashery to Piccadilly to farthingale, bum roll, muff. Sticky, <laughs> um know. You know, all sorts of stuff, and so it's it's a deck that has the the word, the definition, which you can almost kind of see here, and then um, very exciting little black and white sketches on each card, done by an artist friend of mine in Madison, Katie French, and um, it's almost a, a shame that they are uh, done in black and or that I had to have them. Uh, done in black and white because she is like a genius with her color work. But um, but they're very, they're very cute. They're um, a little Tim Burton-y, little Edward Gorey. And it's it's kind of a fun sneaking some quirky learning at you, but also um, completely safe for work, even though you're going to be giggling along with other adults in the room. <laughs> So it's a little whimsy, it's a little beautiful outfits, um, and it's a little bit of um, edutainment, yeah. And uh, of course on the jacks through the aces, I'll have um, some old and some newer uh, photo shoot images of my own designs, my specific designs. And um, so yeah, so that's, uh, that's the most recent. Um, I don't do Kickstarters for everything. Um, I recently um, printed after designing a memory card game where you um, you have a whole bunch of matches and they're all face down and you try to turn two over at a time and remember where they were. Once you remember two matches, then you take it and you try and get the most matches. Um, so I did like a steampunk fashion uh, memory game and that is currently in shipping and is available as an add-on on this Kickstarter. Uh, that I was actually able to swing the the printing on my own, so I went and did that. And then b- by the end of the year, right around the end of the year, book two is the goal.
4: Ooh. Really? Yes. The- Damn.
2: You are I am. busy. I am. <laughs> but book two is the Halloween collection, costume and cosplay techniques. Really? Huh. So less focus on specifically sewing things that you would do to make costumes and um more focus on a you know other types of things that you might do, um fabric paint, um uh armor and prop painting and weathering, um, wigs and headpieces. Um, I will have some some sewing stuff. Um, I had some requests for like slash menswear. And so I'll be spending some time on that because that was not really much of a focus in the last one, lots of dresses. Although a lot of the sewing techniques in the first book could be used on menswear or or suits and tailoring. But um, so yeah, so lots of character and cosplay focused costumes in book two. And so that's like a whole two slew's rounds of photo shoots now. Wow. No. Very exciting. Even better. Can I tell you my my secret sauce here? Of course. Yeah. That's why we're here. Bring
1: it. It's all about you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. In four of the chat. Okay. So you guys, you guys are familiar with the way I set up my chapters. It's a um, little bit of historical nerding out, a little bit of storytelling about the making of the outfit, and and then I have like my tips and tricks of things that I learned and that would save you time and trouble if you knew about them, about one or two specific techniques that I had to learn or had to hone in order to make the outfit. And yeah, I'm a hand talker. Um, so uh, so it's gonna be very much the same format with a lot of different uh, types of outfits, um, every, everything from uh, Seven of Nine from Star Trek to uh, gender bent Obi-Wan to Jamie and Cersei Lannister, to um, a warrior of indeterminate origin, which is just, <laughs> I just um, I'm working on a Bo-Katan right now. Wow, okay. Um, and, um, and then embroidering with unusual, or, you know, um, specifically beetle wings. I did a ball gown embroidered with that for last TeslaCon. So I'll be talking about some of the challenges with that. So lots of lots of things, but okay, focus. <laughs> Bring it back around. Bringing it back around. Breathe, breathe. The setup of each chapter is very similar, but for I'm thinking four of the chapters, I am going to tap these wildly talented people that I know with these different skill sets and have them come in and do like an experts corner where they um they are talking about you know like generally beginning level beginning to intermediate level but from their perspective as having like scads of experience and talent in this particular skill set what would they come in and give as their uh, tips and experiences and so I have um I have two folks on board right now uh, I have uh, Luke Wolfram with Wolfram House of Wolfram and um Tim Harrison, Harrison Designs, Um, and I mean, it was hard to decide what he would do because his his design company does so much. Um, I think that's uh, HDC Fabrication out of Chicago, but um, I think that that's gonna add a lot of value to the book.
3: Wow. Wow. A lot of legitimacy there, honestly, though. (laughs) You're you're pulling in good names for that
4: part. Yeah. Yeah processing all of this, so when is that one gonna?
2: I'm aiming for end of the year. I'm hoping to actually um, launch it at TeslaCon this year because that'll be right around like December 1st. Okay, yeah.
4: Okay, so that one's gonna be the end of the year. The playing cards, that has what, 15 days to go?
2: Yep, we're right up the halfway point and I believe we're at about 48% funded, so about halfway, halfway.
4: Yeah, it, yeah. It looks like you're about almost exactly halfway to go. So, 15 more days. Need some more.
2: I need mean, need some movement. You get some movement on that. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think the thing is, is that um, I feel like this is a really universal one because it's got that uh, the quirkiness and the aesthetic value, but also cards are just practical. Everybody likes to play games.
4: Everyone needs a deck of cards. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean. And they're beautiful. Oh, they're so pretty.
2: But the hard part is, is that um, backing it at a physical level, where you get a deck of cards, um, is only half the um, the monetary don't backer level of one book. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'm not raising as much for the printing as I was for the book, of course, but um, but it's still less average per pledge. True.
4: Um. I would
1: so ultimately, you just need to get higher numbers of people.
2: So we just need more people, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it, it
4: feels like the cards would be more intensive as far as production than the book itself. I mean, I don't know. It just it feels like instead of a bound book, doing the the cards would have more labor involved. But
2: no, I think they just print them in a sheet.
4: Do they? They just hey. <laughs> oh oh well, never mind.
2: They, they charge you more if you want rounded cup corners. Okay. So I'm guessing they, they cut it out, and then if you want rounded corners, that's additional. Interesting. Uh,
3: mm-hmm. I made
2: my camera freak out.
3: It's additional blurry.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
4: It's doing the best it can. The illustrations are beautiful, though. At least what you've got posted on here. I'm
2: really loving them.
4: I like the lady in her muff. I'm trying to not <laughs> giggle like a child about that one.
2: If your Just... kids get it, it's not our fault.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, Little House on the Prairie, Laura, there's a whole thing about Laura and her friend who has the, yeah, and of which I didn't know when I was 13. And then when I was 17, I'm like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I even learned things doing this, doing this one. Um, like, f- there's a, there's a phrase, uh, frills and furbelows. And it's spelled like F-U-R-B-E-L-O-W-S. Like, frills yeah. and furbelows. Furbelows. That is- that is just a term for all of the undergarments underneath your, your outer clothing.
4: Yep. And Again, like, little house on the prairie. That's how I knew that from the books. Fur-
2: yeah. Furbelows. Yep. All the
4: furbelows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Great
2: word.
4: There was, they had some wild stuff going on back then when right. she cut her hair and she wanted bangs and it was called the lunatic fringe. <laughs> I yeah. did you not know that. Yeah. Yeah. That was the big thing. I guess when she was, what, a teenager, so the 1880s? And yeah, it was the call. Oh, she okay. wanted the lunatic fringe. Yeah. The
3: reason for that <laughs> just is because bangs. When women were uh, yeah. in, in, in the asylums.
4: Yeah.
2: They yeah. Head. Get the hair out of their face or something. Yeah. yeah well, what she what would
3: use her slate
4: you... pencil to curl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: It, yeah. so it happens after a couple a couple weeks after shaving your entire head as you get that
4: weird kind of like. That's okay. Kind of that's way. where it's from. I never thought yeah. about where it was from. I just figured it was they were making fun of yeah. young girls as they, I mean, you know, young, young girls historically that were making in fun into of teenage girls and their styles, you know. Yeah. But I didn't think about where it was from. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go.
2: I also learned that spatterdashes are like. Just about knee-length uh, leg coverings to protect your your pants from the mud, and then later um, they were kind of shortened, and the name was also shortened to spats. Spats. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, oh. similar to
4: the things that the the arm covers that mm-hmm. they would wear over their shirts Uh-oh. to protect from ink spatters. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Huh. And um, Johnny Stevenson wants you to make him a Star Trek steampunk costume. So.
1: <laughs> well, he needs one. He needs Somebody one. needs to make it. Laura, he <laughs> needs one. He needs a Seven of Nine outfit for sure. I
2: mashed up my Seven of Nine uh, latex accessories and whatnot with my blue steampunk dress one year. That was fun. Is there a picture of that? Somewhere. I'm <laughs> sure I can find it. <laughs> But um, but just to to kind of mishmash up, I was thinking if I if I go to uh, New York Comic Con because uh, Katie uh who plays Bo Katan in The Mandalorian
4: Katie Saccom Saccom yeah is yeah. going to be at New
2: York Comic Con and if I finish the uh the costume and um go to New York Comic Con I mean there's a lot of ifs here but. The plan is if I do that, what I'm going to do is get a that Battlestar Galactica tank. And I'm going to just like... Are you going to
4: go Starbuck?
2: Going to go, yeah. Going to go like half, like Mandalorian suit, <laughs> half off. And then underneath is the BSG.
4: Nice. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, no. He got awesome.
3: me. He hit my two favorite things.
2: Yeah.
4: Oh, she's so good. Well, and I've been rewatching The Flash and she was on um season four of The Flash. Flash? Yeah, oh. she was omni black. She had a British accent. She was a black marketeer. She was awesome. She was so good. She was like Evil Mary Poppins. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Katie Stackhoff
3: asked, Evil Mary Poppins. She I'll was watch so good. that. Make that happen.
4: Hey, Kitty.
1: <laughs> hey, Kitty.
4: <laughs> so that, that's the plan
2: for kind of like taking me through the end of the year.
1: That's... Wow. A lot. It's pretty busy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and is, is this, I, I read that you, uh, uh, you've moved away from teaching. This is like your full-time shtick now. Is, is that
2: correct? Pretty much. Um, I, I have taken a part-time job, um, doing some writing for a company in California, <laughs> California. There we go. That, um, that, does supported living services for people with varying levels of disabilities, and so I do a lot of report writing and updates and stuff like that, which helps take some of the stress off when people aren't buying, you know, my book or under bed restraint systems, but you know, <laughs> oh yeah, really, I make a lot of stuff. <laughs>
4: Okay, so I'm intrigued.
3: Um, we'll have to have another episode.
4: I was gonna say, there's. <laughs> well,
2: I have a I have a line of products that I've carried. Need to unpack that in Milwaukee. It's a female-owned um, adult boutique, uh, and, okay. um, and yeah, they've carried my stuff for like 14 years or something crazy now. But um, but I always have to be very uh, specific when I'm applying to different conventions that they get the correct product line. <laughs> I'm Like yes, I'm bringing my book and greeting cards and memory game.
3: <laughs> yes, About
2: the underbed restraint system. Just just
3: hide that bit.
4: Well, you know, different different resumes for different things. You know, so I how mean, it there's works. probably a convention or two where all of that could go together. Which is probably, on, on <laughs> there is something for everyone. There is a lid for every pot. You're
2: like, <laughs> let me bring out the special goods.
3: <laughs> I think you've seen all of this. Let me throw out the fun stuff. <laughs>
1: Other fun stuff. You know, I think there's probably more conventions that fit all that check all those boxes than we'd like to admit.
2: <laughs> I've been to a few of them. Yeah, the last SpicyCon I was vending at, um, I sold ten books. Ooh, there's I mean, a lot of there's a lot of overlap as far mm-hmm. as um, if you can't find what you want, you're like, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it, and I'm gonna make it happen.
4: Well, I think DragonCon would have like everything. DragonCon is.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could yeah.
4: circle everything. Didn't Flavio go to DragonCon once? Um, yeah, I think he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he met um, Clockwork Cabaret, the girls yeah. from Clockwork. Yeah, yeah. DragonCon kind of pulls in everything, so you <laughs> might find a market there. You might consider. Well, it's Atlanta, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's Atlanta, yeah. and it's in when is it?
1: I don't know, like oh, uh, August or
4: September. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's know. it's very expensive to vend there. Oh, is it? Because it's so big, they yeah, can that's true. Yeah. command quite the price.
4: We well, and they have the two tracks. They have the regular track, and they have the alternate history track. So, yeah, I always wanted to go, but it's just it's really expensive. So, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. one day, one day,
2: someday, it's on the list, definitely. <laughs>
3: We'll just roll in with a, like a camera crew and us three with like a microphone. Texas
4: connection on the road.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so they're like fighting over the microphone.
4: Like, hey there, should- what are you drinking? Yeah, yeah. exactly. If we do it next That's year. My head and character.
3: Definitely- that seems to be the TikTok thing right now.
4: Yes. <laughs> I will be done and I will have time. We need to plan this. Because I will be a doctor by then. See?
3: Oh, <laughs> Dr. Blue's talking. So yeah. now Dr. Blue. Have-
4: Dr. Bluestocking and her I'm companions. Talk, I'm talking to
3: the doctor, and everyone be like, ooh. <laughs> and then we like, oh, it's, it's Dr. Bluestocking.
2: And her assistants.
1: She would like to
4: My her. handsome assistants.
1: <laughs> oh, you know some other guys?
4: <laughs> oh, no! <laughs>
1: oh, I'm calling a Dumb and Dumber Thacks. i <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> will find two guys at that
4: last town right over there. <laughs> no. Nice. My guys. So, yeah. You know, I'm definitely going to be... Um, looking into the, the cards.
1: I like this. Yeah, let me uh whoop. yeah the I asked a link oh, yeah. there.
2: Yep, um, we got the link.
1: On Kickstarter.
2: Oh. And yeah. side note that is not with ice cream. <laughs> Antique de la mode is not with ice cream. Really?
4: <laughs> now you've broken my heart.
2: <laughs> That's a
4: isn't it? It's yes, it's, it's all about
2: but a <laughs> okay. mode is also um of the day. Yeah. So It'd okay. be like exactly uh, Cause I was thinking I'm like, isn't it like soup a la mode or soup no it's <laughs> soup, soup de jour, but um jour. of there's of the fashion and of the style
4: mode is of the fashion of, or the style yeah. of
2: fashion of the style and um and so a la mode and de la mode are very similar, but we're just used to seeing a la mode as like
4: with ice cream with ice
2: cream <laughs> um but I was it's like of the style and so. I'm glad I looked it up because my, my French is almost certainly worse than yours. Um, I was very close to calling it um, like fashions de la mode. And I'm like that's- oh, fashions of the fashions. I will say
4: that's yeah, that's that's redundant. You it's so them.
1: American. That's no.
4: like saying ATM machine, you don't, Yeah. No.
1: Which <laughs> we do constantly. So what's the problem? Yes, and
4: pin number. Call yes, an an ATM ATM machine. Yeah. Yes, people do. And it makes me crazy. Black, noir. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> <laughs> no. No, you are. No. Chai tea. Chai yeah, tea. Saying, yeah.
2: It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no.
3: There's a place in Britain that is actually named Hill three times in three different languages. Because every time the next conquering race or conquering group came in, they just called it the Hill. And so it's like, it's got this cool sounding-ish name, but it's each each word means it the means Hill. means the Hill.
4: Yeah.
1: So It's the Hill yeah. of the Hill of the Hill 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 the hill yeah yeah
4: yeah i mean yeah i have been to a place in england that had a a street called steep hill it's a street is so steep that it literally has its own wikipedia entry (laughs) when i went for that steampunk convention helena dr esser was like no you don't understand the street is really steep i'm like what is wrong with you why are you going on about this no it was
3: a steep hill
4: somebody some smart ass literally created a store halfway up called base camp or something like that
2: Where you can stop for tea and do you- yeah, because was-
4: I am we're Smart. and it's cobbled. That's the other thing. It's a cobbled yeah, and it's like straight up, yeah.
2: No, you just don't go when it's raining. <laughs> no, 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 it illusion was illusion
3: when it's la- raining
4: though. Yeah. I was yeah. wearing granny boots going up. Yeah, it was yeah. So, you know, sometimes it, it-, it helps to have a very specific just place just- name. <laughs>
3: is yeah. over here posting the uh, the links. And the yes, thank you, finding Rita. Us later, finding yes. what we're talking about later. It's
4: literally Steep Hill, and it's in Lincoln, and it is bonkers.
2: Haven't I seen this joke somewhere about how the uh, the constellation, one of the Ursa constellations, it's the Latin name and the and the Greek name for bear, so translated, Ursa. the name for the constellation is Bear Bear.
3: I well, would, there's Ursa Major sense.
2: and Ursa Minor. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, well, some- I I know,
3: I've heard I've, I've heard well, what I you're talking about. Her, yeah. yeah, so there's one of them. I'll have bear, to look bear. that up. Bear, bear, it's the bear, bear conference constellation.
2: That's cute. <laughs> Seriously, bear.
4: Rita's got all the links today. Wow. She's bringing us the knowledge. Torpenhow Hill, 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 Hill. hill.
3: Oh, yeah, Ursa one. is bear. So no, yeah. one's a bear. bear and one's little bear. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right, all so right. what we'll well, else? Hmm? What else have we got to show tonight? I the have no homework.
4: I have no homework, unless you want me to talk about Animal Crossing in my steampunk
1: island <laughs> again. <laughs> is that coming along? Yes,
4: yes, it is coming along very well. But the lunar rover that you asked me about in the last video that I made you watch—that is really Man. hard to get. <laughs> it's going to be a hard. point. Yes, the pain in my yes. So yes, that is what I've been doing. I'm sorry. You're I've been fine. trying to write my dissertation, which is not going well.
3: And then so. go play Animal Crossing. No, I get That's you.
1: Yeah. It's
4: because it's, I don't have to think. It like zeros out, it like zeros everything out. So I don't have to, I listen to an audiobook and I play Animal Crossing and I don't have to think about anything intellectual at all. I just lay on my back on my beautiful couch and play Animal Crossing. You so. know,
2: I packed summer semester on to finish my master's in the general time frame that I was aiming for. It's, just, it's yeah it's
4: just, yeah yeah once you well and the problem is i've been in school for 11 years where there's been due dates it's not like that when you hit your dissertation you make your own due dates at this point because you're just supposed to be a grown-up who can do this <laughs> that's yeah so at this point i'm probably not going to graduate until may so me and the other my uh, another member of my cohort who is also doing a non-traditional she's doing um inter women's travel photography from the interwar period as a website mm-hmm. so she is pushing back probably to may as well we're, mm-hmm. yeah we're both we both decided to not do regular written dissertations and we're finding out what that's like so <laughs> it, 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 it ends up being
2: yeah. more exactly what you want it to be than good yeah, in a way it,
4: Yeah, it's going to be awesome when it's done, but it's going to take a while. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's mostly what I've been focused on. I will be an effective co-host, I promise.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's why there's three of us.
2: (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yeah, I procrastinate too.
4: It's weird when you hit this point because there's no due dates. It's, I'm just, it's how I, you know, it's,
3: it's your done you write or your it or done. you
4: don't but it's up to you and that's really weird for I someone know. with adhd that's really who has functioned on structure for 11 years that's weird
3: yeah. structure and then absolutely no structure you've been doing yeah. this all the time just you just finished up yeah. good just Basically you're just taking all those cobwebs yeah. out, piling yep. all your papers up in your brain from all your college, yes. stacking them That's what I'm saying. Them, That's why I
4: need, I need the montage. I need the montage of me typing on my computer and I fall asleep when my glasses are a little crooked, and then I'm getting hooded, and then I'm dancing in my graduation party.
3: <laughs> we can do that. If you I want need the
4: montage.
3: I can, we, can, we can do the montage for you. I have the editing ability.
4: I need the 80s power ballad. <laughs> got
3: that.
2: And, uh, yeah. uh, a couple of shots of late night burning candles at both ends. Exactly.
4: End. And I'm kind of, you know, yeah. But it's... it's energy that, drink. Yeah. TV lied to me. Writing a dissertation is not sexy or exciting.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> what TV told you that. <laughs>
4: Although, I do understand now people getting irritated about the question Are you done with your... No, I'm not. (laughs) Only yet begun. (laughs) So. You know, season three here soon.
2: Advanced degree doesn't ask that shit.
1: No. (laughs) Of dissertations, if you want to (laughs) lay it down, of the people writing dissertations, yours is kind of sexier and more exciting than most. Because it's a yes. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's
4: me saying y'all 25 million times in a 30 minute episode. But you well, each you have voices Texas, on so there I and it's very like exciting.
2: I was gonna say thank you for giving the opportunity to do that. Um uh, thank you for I'm, doing it. Well I'm, I'm gonna call on you again. I'm trying to convince myself that I don't hate my voice and maybe I could oh. do like a, a audio version of my book myself. And uh, and it was really nice, you know, recording that for you, and then like listening to it back. I'm like, yeah, I sound dynamic.
4: You sound great. I have a couple. There's a couple of y'all that have done you and so, actually Selena, the other uh, woman who's doing her dissertation with me. Um, her she's the one that gets like is like chewing the scenery. She's like very dramatic in hers. Yeah. So some of y'all are have just. not... I'm sorry, I wasn't as
3: dramatic as you wanted me to be. I didn't want to go over the top. <laughs> I didn't realize that's what you wanted.
2: I recorded it twice, and then I'm like, that one. Well, and that's, but the whole point
4: of the of doing this with y'all and having y'all do your voices is that to show that anybody can do this, anybody can do their dissertation this way and bring their friends into it and the people that they love, it's accessible. What, Sax, why are you laughing at me?
1: I did mine four times and sent you the two I liked.
4: Yours were excellent. I love yours. I send yours out. as Yours and Selena's. I send out as examples. They're so good. They're so good. <laughs> yeah,
1: you didn't hear the poopy ones.
4: <laughs> no, but I'm going to ask all of y'all if you still have those that you didn't send. I'm going to do an outtakes episode after all of this is done. <laughs> at the end of all this oh, that yeah, includes no, we got to
3: have the we got to yeah. have the, the blooper reel
4: that includes all the shit talking from my advisors that I have recorded and oh, that sounds good. <laughs> yes oh, everything yeah. else so everybody Post that who- one after they've handed
3: you the piece of paper
4: exactly yeah once I am Dr Elizabeth Hedrick yes no well actually my committee chair. She's like, you need to do a blooper reel. I'm like, I'm going
1: to. <laughs> Were you recording her when she told you that?
4: Yes. Yeah, no, that hey, recorder is on hey. for all meetings, my little it recorder. Because sometimes she'll go, wait, are you recording this? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. You're like, this is my dissertation. I'm taking it seriously.
4: You
3: just wear a hat that has the recording logo with a red dot on it.
4: <laughs> I need to do that, yeah.
3: Every time you're around them.
4: Yep. If I'm at Harvest House, that recorder's probably on. my t-shirt. Yes, yeah. I am recording. <laughs> you will be recorded. <laughs> <laughs> and then no one will talk to me. Aww. Oh. All right. So, who brought homework? Enough about my dissertation.
3: <laughs> I brought some homework, but it's more of like an actual conversation. Oh. So, oh. I, <laughs> yeah, it, it'll take a little time. So, I don't know if Thax has something he wants to talk about first <laughs> or if he wants to save it till next time. I have this dog.
4: By oh. the way, does that an in- I'm not familiar with what? this. That's a new one. Yes, that is a new one.
2: It's
1: a I know. A, a week ago, Saturday. Oh my goodness. Um, well, Erica opened the front door and found this thing lying in the under the tree in our front oh. yard.
4: Oh my God! Oh. Seriously. And it
1: immediately jumped up and ran away. <laughs> yep. And And uh,
3: all good love stories right there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and she went back in the house and said, "Dax, put your shoes on. We gotta go get a dog." I'm like, "Oh, well, okay." <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah, I've done okay. that too. So, so, what's the puppy's name? Her around for
1: a while, I don't know.
4: You haven't named her yet. It's been a. I've
1: I thrown a few her names her. at her. Um, I thought she's she's sort of a wiener dog, sort of a dachshund, <laughs> and. uh you know, wieners, hot dogs. Hot dog's a sandwich, but she's kind of toasted, so I called her Panini.
4: <gasps> yes! I love it. I love it. That's
1: but she doesn't respond to that.
2: Yet. Oh,
1: yet. One day, Erica called her Splooty, and she immediately was like, what? <laughs> so I guess you... her name is Splooty. Splooty the Panini.
4: Do you know how old she is? You haven't had her checked out? Or...
1: Um, I I haven't had her to a vet, except to check for a microchip, and she doesn't have one. Okay. Um, I'm guessing she's under six months.
4: Oh, she's, okay. She's real young. She's oh. not body trained.
1: Oh. Life in this house has become much more difficult.
4: <laughs> she dropped <laughs> you on your toes. Oh, no. Um,
1: eight, eight out of the. Are you going to keep week? her? I don't think so. Uh, no. Erica's found somebody who has, uh, uh, got another puppy. Um, and uh, is looking for a friend, and they they seem like they might be a good fit. We're gonna probably reach out and meet them if the owners don't show up soon. But we put out posters, okay, and we posted online. And if any of you think, oh, that dog looks really familiar, <laughs> please send me a text. I mean, that's a long way for her to run. but <laughs> <Aww. laughs> we've we've had. It seems like there uh, people are dumping dogs. Uh, near our house and in yeah. the uh, the golf course that's uh, not a mile down the road from us, I- I've seen like multiple posts and a news article about dogs being found in the in the golf course. so i don't yeah. I don't know quite what's going on.
4: I mean, I know during the pandemic a lot of people got pets that they ended up, but that was like. That backlash happened, yeah, like at least a year ago. It's, it's not yeah. happening now. Yeah, it's a little, uh, a little late for that. But,
1: but that—that's what I see happening right now. Oh. Anyway, so that—that's—that's that's not really my show and tell, but that's what I got. She's <laughs> cute, great. though. She's, oh, she's adorable. Her colors
4: are, is her chest all white, and she's all gray? Uh,
1: she's got a white chest. She's got a little black a white stripe down down the back of her neck. And other than that, she's just a little redhead.
4: Oh, I wish I could take a dog. But Brax would, my redhead would not put up with that. He does not <laughs> like dogs. No, when we got him, his face was all banged up and bruised. And with the way he reacts when he hears a dog, we're pretty sure he got into a scrap before the, the shelter took him. So, yeah, Mm-mm, we can't do that.
1: Nope. No.
4: Is she squeaking? <laughs> is that what I hear?
1: Uh, She is fighting with Sunny over a toy. They do it all day long. They know. (laughs) They have so much fun.
4: (laughs) Okay, Jack, what exactly is your what are you bringing and how long is this going to take us? Oh, it
3: will take it would take longer than what we've got. But here's kind of the thing on it I sat down and I really kind of had a lot of time in the car to think about this, driving through rainstorms and all that fun stuff, and came up with this kind of like idea of what in steampunk is like important. Like when I say steampunk, what are the three things that pop up in your head? Usually it's like goggles, hats, and airships are the, are like classic three that are big.
4: Alternate history.
3: I mean well yeah but Music. simple symbolism is Oh the thing.
4: symbolism? Like, gears Yeah, like,
3: yeah, like, <laughs> yeah like when you say oh something is steampunk you're like what well, does it have gears, top hats, goggles <laughs> and airships? <laughs> I'm <laughs> not interested if, no that's in there, you know that's brown. The, yeah. <laughs> And so just kind of like thinking about it going and lately I've seen some shows where the airships were not as um cool as they could have been if people like sat down and thought about it a little bit and yeah. I hate to say this about Carnival Row but I was really unimpressed with their airships.
4: Oh, I haven't finished it. That you reminded me. Okay.
3: Yeah, so there's like a scene where the the pact the 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 kind of the the Russian/Bolshevik Revolution people have their airships and they call them Dreadnoughts, and so when they they mention that, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be cool to see one.
2: Oh, hi! Wow,
3: (laughs) all over the place.
2: Juggernaut of the airship, right?
3: and it wasn't. And it looks like it looks like maybe a bomber from World War One's gondola kind of thing. And then they're like (laughs) just dump like these little boards are sliding bombs over the side, and they got like (laughs) a machine gun. I'm like,
2: this. It sounds so cute. It is. It is adorable.
3: (laughs) Like, but there's they look really looming. But then you get up there and there's like three dudes, and you're like, this isn't a this isn't a dreadnought of anything. This so they didn't is, put I mean, a lot of work into it. <laughs> I'm like, and of course, I know it's CG from the people on the ground. So you have like Orlando Bloom and everyone like, oh, there's yeah. something up there. And but and then I started really looking at it from just the technological perspective, which really kind of gets me is like, well, the berg or Britain in this case, Britain, yeah, doesn't have anything but small arms that would lift at a capacity to fire at that angle, and they know they have these things. So it's like, because the the Pact has been their enemy for what, a couple, you know, a while now, and that's the technology that they have, and the Berg has, like, colonialism <laughs> weaponry. Like, you know, it's it's big, sh- it's like steam, it's, it's, the technology over here hasn't gotten to any type of fantastical enough to deal with, like, the, the, the airship thing, because they don't, they don't have cannons they can lift up like that they have gatling guns now which is becoming a thing but there's no there's a disparity there's a disparity there in the technology that kind of made me start like realizing that either the pact could have taken advantage of that if they could build a big enough airship to carry any amount of ordnance or they did something wrong because there's something that should be able to repel them enough to keep them from just flying over britain bombing them and it it really got me thinking about what airships mean in a a fantasy setting, it's kind of like Star Wars has the Star Destroyer. When it shows up, everyone has immediate reactions to it, uh, emotional and logical and illogical, and like, you know, the militaries know what to like, oh crap, here's this thing we gotta deal with. People are scared of it because it's this monolith that has a lot of, you know, there's a lot, it's, it's impactful to the story. It shows up and suddenly everyone starts freaking out. So, but when these airships showed up on the screen, I'm just like, oh, those are Dirty looking. That's <laughs> about it. They're not they didn't have any ranger reaction. Like they kind of have a kind of a hooky front on them, like like a bird, but other than that, like there's first off, nothing that struck any type of emotion in it into into me about being afraid of them.
2: Yeah, let alone dread. And, well, okay. yeah.
3: Or like how did they build them? Like the infrastructure and in taking into building an airship, there is a, it really shows a lot about your society. So if you have the ability to build these ships of a line in the air that are, you know, brass plated and gold plated and painted and they all look like, you know, Great Britain in the air. There's a lot of, there's a lot to it. There's a lot of industry that builds up to that. And there's a lot of money invested and time
2: invested. And that technology should be reflected on the ground in your society as well. Yes.
4: Yeah. But that also, actually something that I was looking up today that you made me think of, let me ask you this, because there's a thing called the point of minimal departure when it comes to Things like this impossible things that we don't see in the real world where the point where it's a real enough that you can believe in it, even if it's impossible or not real or suspension of disbelief. But, yeah, point of minimal departure. So you're saying that even though, you know, this couldn't happen, it's still it's still not believable enough for you to buy into
3: almost hitting that moment of like we either need to like readjust the, the person's perspective that's watched the reader or the watched the viewer's perspective of physics in the world, they're, they're, what they're watching. Like if I'm watching something that's got very whimsical looking airships in it where it couldn't possibly follow the current, the same kind of, you know, laws physics. of nature yeah. here, then you got to explain that through the fact that this is a dream or nightmare reality or, you know, where whimsy works better, but then you got to be consistent in your inconsistency of how, those physics work so if yeah a magic whale can pop out of the water and start flying because of whatever the in the water then it kind of makes sense that someone's taking advantage of whatever that stuff is in the water in some sort of technology or or magic or something
4: the physics need to make sense yeah even because if they don't view. make sense to our world they need to make yeah. sense to that magic that fantastic world
2: especially exactly. the the world that they've created has previously adhered very stringently to their own laws that are close to exactly realistic laws. Yeah. Yes. If
4: you're going to create a world that has its own physics, you need to hold along, to that. because
3: these people live there or so explain why not. If water flows uphill to them, that's going to be normal. Yeah. And you got to like impart that knowledge onto the reader. If it's from the perspective of someone who lives there, like, Oh, that's, you know, yeah. The whatever. rules have to water matter. The sky and it later yeah. comes down over there or we never know where it goes, you know, but so that's kind of my thinking on like airships of kind of being the easy in and out for calling something steampunk is like, Oh, just throw an airship in it. And it's, you know, this, this clumsy thing that doesn't fit the, 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 the world in which it was imparted. And some of that can be for the fact that you do have a crazy inventor or the, the hero ship mentality of like the millennium Falcon, where it's a shot cobbled together thing that reflects the nature and character of who built it. To do a certain job, which is completely fine because you can have cobbled together things that are very unique and still fit the world.
1: But you Um, have to invest in story to establish those things. Yeah. Otherwise, it just looks like you're breaking your rules. Yes.
2: The watcher or the observer won't be invested. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's got to make sense. Yeah. It's, it's, I watched, I know this is kind of
3: funny, but I watched Disenchantment and they have that like whole steampunk city and it (laughs) weirdly worked. For the sake that it was being sarcastic about itself and the fact that yeah the world all this steampunk world, stuff though. was completely viable, yeah, and it never went over you know it was like you had some weird crap going on in the background all the time, but that was because thats that was the steampunk city, yeah, and uh, it, you know it, it worked in that in that perspective, but, but then you have like shadow and bone where um, they have this cool boat, and they're just like, "Oh, but watch this," and they have two you know you know say what's uh come up with it, uh, the the air kind of use avatar avatar mentality for that but two airbenders throw an air up into these very small little like um, like umbrella shaped things to haul this whole boat out of the water and fly it like miles <laughs> 10,000 feet and, like just like if one of those airbenders has to sneeze, this whole thing's over, and <laughs> the whole
4: thing comes down.
3: The whole thing comes up. There's just not enough air cane caught for that to work. Like it was just
1: this is a tiny little like yeah.
3: it was the back sail of a boat, the one that helps like get the boat turned. It's not even like the actual like any type of major sailing vessel the amount of mast. Now if it was like half a ma- like an actual like tall mast with like three or four on it, I've been I've been like okay maybe sure, but it just felt so.
4: No, you're you're right, because Matt brought up um, whimsical physics is okay if that's part of the world. Like he said, yeah. like Baron mm-hmm. munchat whimsical physics that change is okay if you know that that's part of... But if the world is set in a certain way and then all of a sudden...
2: We're <laughs> going to have this happen so that it can work.
4: But we're not going to explain it, why okay. it's worked, then that... Yeah, because our brains can accept a lot. Suspension of disbelief is big part of who we are but we have to be able to understand yeah no matter how whacked out the world is we have to be able to understand if someone takes the advantage of sitting down
3: or takes the time to sit down as a writer and be like all right so if there was this massive black wall thrown up and we're having to protect boats or skiffs that are being blown through this massive dark wall with all these evil things in there why are we using boat hulls with nothing on top? Like, why isn't there even like some sort of like grate or like framework so that when the evil gargoyle things fly down, they can't just like grab people off the deck. Yeah. Like there are, there are certain things I understand that are theatrical for the moment, but then have it to where you see change. Yeah. We're like, well, that's a problem. We need to like, Put some guardrails up or something in Star Wars even. So people stop falling over the edge. Everyone's yeah. falling over the edge in Star Wars.
4: But I mean, even because like the the one book series that I'm doing, the Invisible Library series, it's I mean, it's a library that has no end. It's literally an infinite library and there are things that happen and they have magic and a language. But there is a dude that is so far outside of that that they can't even explain. And they, she says that, that he is so far outside of what is normal for the. The librarians in this book that they can't even explain him but she says that she yeah. literally says he is outside the physics of this world this man has done so many things to himself that he is literally a hole in the world and they can't explain him
3: but she's you know, cute it's, like, it's 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 Harold. we don't
4: we don't yeah we don't mess with him yeah but we bring it up that this is not normal for this world
3: it's not just up on his wall happen. over there saying yeah. just don't mess with the the, the interdimensional <laughs> being and <laughs> move on. Move so yeah, so yeah. the new people come by and they're just like, "Oh, you know what? I'm sorry, I'll leave." Uh, so oh, that's that was my thing. I got, I actually got kind of, I don't know, weirdly angry today about it and right. wrote more. I do too. And like I too. this is important cuz airships hold like a culture yeah. hold significant multifaceted roles in their in their and setting. And it's hard Air to write an airship
4: through. that yeah, makes sense to us as far as yeah, <laughs> sax you are dying the I
1: I had these conversations with Flavio all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. not about airships, but he was into, you know, comic books and superheroes and superhero stories. Oh, yeah. And I always complained that those stories don't make any sense. <laughs> like The superhero powers and and their ign- ignoring of physics and the abilities that they have, it, it all falls apart if yeah. you think too much about it. Yeah. And his response to me was, Bax, you don't like anything. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it makes sense within the world, within, or it should make sense within the world that it's taking place. But if the author can't do that, then there, or the writers, or what? Then there's, yeah, that's a problem. I mean, Any I'll watch superhero narratives all day. I love me a superhero, but you know. Yeah, it, it's like one TV. of those things of
3: when you go on, on YouTube and you look up honest trailers, and you watch like, <laughs> just like, oh, yeah, someone broke all the, like, they brought the reel in on you. Yeah. Them. And you're like, oh, I didn't think of it that way. Oh,
4: Suspension problem. of disbelief. I'm very good at it, but even I have my breaking point where I'm like, no, this is. There's a problem. Just
2: like
4: that. Yeah. Which, whose puppy is that yours? Oh, that,
1: that, that was the puppy.
4: That's, what's her name? Splooty? Yeah,
1: that's Splooty. She's am. loud.
4: Apparently, she's got a lot to say. <laughs> and you brought us to nine o'clock, Jack. Yeah. This is a conversation that we need to continue. because We can continue this next time, because I have. Uh-oh. 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 Did y'all just have a weather thing go off?
3: Uh-oh. No. It's the Amber Alert.
4: Oh, yeah. yep.
2: Take to the streets. Lost child. Lost
1: child.
4: Let's go. Princeton, Texas. I don't even know where that is. Okay. Yeah. No, this is a because conf- this is actually part of what my dissertation is about. So we're going to okay. continue that so conversation. We'll,
3: we'll continue this next time. And I'll write, yeah. I'll angrily write some more <laughs> so we have something to go on. I'll be like, and furthermore, <laughs> here to hits with.
1: Okay. Let me uh, let's oh. take some time to talk about our patrons who are keeping okay. the lights on. Everybody, Texas. Steampunk Connection is supported in part by J.R. Seegers, A School for the Great Game. Edwardian teen Elizabeth Bancroft resents being sent to a finishing school in India. The college is, in fact, the British India School for Spies, teaching the family business of espionage, martial arts, and the Tibetan mystic arts. The School for the Great Game is the first in the Steampunk Garage series available on Amazon. We are also supported by Fair Treasures. Fair Treasures is a selection of Texas-made female-presenting costumes and accessories for steampunk and renaissance wear and one-of-a-kind imported jewelry. You can shop Fair Treasures at fairtreasures.com, it's fair with an E, or on Etsy. Uh, We uh, also have patrons on Patreon, uh, including Jenny and Ryan Shaver, and a generous grant from Rita and Lawrence Allen. We invite you, of course, to become patrons yourselves for a it, it, any amount you are able to uh, put in and it helps us you know uh, pay the bills to to host this and uh, get more recordings and and all that sort of thing. So thank you everyone for for supporting us. I'd like to thank Laura Mayer for coming on our show again today.
2: Thank you very much and if I may, of course. Just under 24 hours, if anyone backs the campaign before 6 p.m. tomorrow, central time, um, they will get a set of playing dice, like six set of dice, along with the card game.
4: Challenge accepted. Game on. <laughs>
2: I know. It's, a, it's a early bird bonus.
1: Excellent. Get a deck of cards and some playing dice with Lawyer Mayer's new Antiques de la Mode. Did I get that right? Antique Maltry. de la
2: mode. Yep.
1: Playing cards and uh, education.
2: That's
1: right. Uh, <laughs> All sorts of words that sound dirty.
2: E not be. Go
1: get your dirty word cards. Learn
2: yourself some clean, dirty words. There you go.
1: <laughs> Strap on your dicky. Let's get busy.
2: <laughs> did not.
1: <laughs> Anybody have anything else to add before we... Uh, I can follow you? that up. <laughs> no? Nope. I guess I guess Thex needs to mind his gauges
3: now. <laughs> Stop shaking that sassy brass.
2: Holy,
1: holy <laughs> Haberdasheries. <Batman. laughs> Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you again in two weeks. Sounds good. Thank you. <laughs>
0: So, once again, thank you for listening. You can find us again on uh, Facebook at Texas Steampunk Connection for any comments, questions, suggestions. If you know of something happening, in Steampunk, that's happening soon, we can put it on our calendar, on our Patreon, um, as well as the, the list of over 100 comics and graphic novels, uh, Steampunk and Weird West related.
1: You can also email us at Texas Steampunk Connection at gmail.com. And we're uh, a streaming podcast, com.
3: <laughs> and if you lose it on Facebook and you want to watch a remake, a rerun of this show at any point in time on YouTube, you can go find them on Steam Chest.
1: <laughs> and although we've made many many jokes about Twitter, <laughs> you can look for us at TX Steam, Steam Connect, Connect
0: One. Oh, and Twitter! I never use it. I never look at it. I don't know. I don't understand Twitter yeah so yeah once again thank you very much and until next time mind Mind your gauges